you're a wonderful gift to us, and you've helped many of us to have breakthrough. You and Patty, and, and God was showing me that in that, that as you were dying to self, the body were getting breakthrough, and there were new doors opened up, new um, places that could, couldn't have gone through for years that we're going through, that we can get victory in, and that we can take hold of the ground that God has for us, and take hold of those things, and so... That was what was God was showing me. He came and shared the picture. He said, good luck with, with that one. And I said, it's not God will do what he needs to do. And I, I really felt that, that that was that. So thank you for, for what you and Patty are doing, for denying yourself and laying yourselves down for the gospel, for Jesus Christ and for his kingdom. All right. So let's give them a huge round of applause. Born. I expect the head thing back sometime soon. Otherwise, I preach like this. Okay. Talk about a battering ram. If you were at our family day yesterday, you would have seen a video of my wife. She came down the, the, the ski, what do you call it? Zip line. And she came and she came and Matt grabbed her and threw her forward. And she smashed into the pole at the bottom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke and Yohandre uh, need to get your act together, eh? Donnie used to sell these. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get some guys to stand up because God really appreciates you guys as well. And I'm trusting that the people appreciate you as well. So if you're in the worship group and you come here at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning, I wonder if you could stand up. Come on. Every, every time we come here, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're part of a worship group and you've been here early, the AV people as well. Who? And Peter. Okay, consider can sit down now. It's my turn. See, I can make them stand up, sit down, because I'm the commander-in-chief. If you're visiting today, please come back next week. We're not always like this. <laughs> Most times we're not like this. Okay, today I woke up this morning and I, hey, my tummy was sore. Eh? And so I took two disparin and all the folk prayed for me, yeah, and I'm feeling fine now. But I think it actually was because of this message that I'm going to preach. So are you ready? What movie is it? What program is it? Are you ready? Gladiator. So this morning, I want to look at the process of salvation. The process of salvation. And there's, there's two choices 
when you look at the process of salvation. And Deuteronomy 30.15 says, See, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Choose life. Why does God tell us that? Because He knows that we, we are foolish at times and make the wrong choices. But He's saying to us, and it's a strong, choose life. And then we jump over to the, the New Testament for a similar scripture. It says Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. How would you like to work for something that's going to kill you? Or I think there's a lot of you that work and you think your job is killing you. Especially during COVID. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there are two aspects of what happens that we uh, find ourselves in a, a place of sin. The first is a broken relationship with God. Because without God, we heard last week, without God we cannot have relationships with one another. The second part is re broken relationships with one another. When people can't control their tongue, when they, when they say foolish things, I don't mean joking, because then I would definitely be in this part, but uh, if you use your tongue to hurt and to break down, it shows that there's a, a, a relationship with God that is not working in the way that it should. So sin, broken relationship with God, broken relationship with those around us but then when when they f when we find ourselves in that place we get john 3 16 it says for god so loved guys i want i want you to notice something there loved is past tense the job has been done it does never have to be done again it's been done you know people oh uh, one day Jesus will love me. No, he's died on the cross. The work has been done. He loves you. You are loved because of that. And whoever believes in him, whoever stands up and says, Jesus Christ is my Savior, I surrender my life to him, you will not perish but have eternal life. Another thing, when you give your life to the Lord now, we start working. We start walking in eternity. Eternity is not only about quality and quantity. It's both of those. And so we need to be those that are, are walking in those two things. Okay, see, this is where it would have been better to have a head mark. Come here, Matthew. Matthew's got his grandpa's pants on. And you know that this isn't style. This is just what I asked him to do. So when we're walking without God in our life, we look like this. We're black. Sin penetrates us. Every area of our life 
is full of sin. But then, You, you know what? Once you're under there, you can do what you like. You're not getting out. When you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you are justified. And this is what, G, what God the Father sees. He sees a person with clothes of righteousness. And you know what? You can jump around. You can do stuff. Don't break out your verb. But anything that happens from this point happens under yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now you can stand up again. You're not allowed to come from out there because you'll get hurt. You'll become what the word says an object of wrath. So Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, that's the place you want to be living. You want to be living in a place where you're at peace with God. And not pieces of God. Or I'll, I'll do this for God, I'll do that, but I won't do that. No, at peace with God. And in this place of justification... It means that somebody that was once guilty has now been declared not guilty. The legal status is from guilty to not guilty. Declared, but declared in God's sight as justified is not enough. Because that's a legal position. It's you are justified. What happens next is that there needs to be an adoption by God. That the relationship with God is, is again restored. But that can only happen in this place. It cannot happen outside of those clothes of righteousness. And so in that place, as we are adopted into the family of God, our relationship with God is restored and our relationship is restored. Your legs are showing. You know what the guys normally say? They say, it's getting hot under you. But it's, that's what happens with Christians. It gets hot under there. It gets hot under there. And we want to take it off at times. And at this time, this, as this relationship has been established, we have a change of heart. Regeneration, new birth. Heart has changed. A, a, a hard heart is replaced with a soft heart. And we begin to see character changed. Character change is sanctification. It's growing more and more into the image of what God looks like. And sanctification comes to an end 
when we go to be with the Lord and we have glorification. So there, there's the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to there. But So we have salvation, justification, adoption, regeneration, sanctification, glorification. Vacations. Romans 5.2 Through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace which we now stand. We cannot stand in this place in our own strength. It's faith in God through the grace that He has given us. He enables us to do what we cannot do in our own strength. It has to be by faith through grace. Verse 3, it says, But not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Guys, this is talking about sanctification. When we, we are suffering at times in our life. Donnie spoke about that this morning. We, we've got to participate in suffering if we're going to grow in our character. Because it says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character so that's what god's looking at he wants that character sorted out and character hope god wants us to live in a place of hope a place of hope but you can't get to any of this if you're not living under here you know what and and when god looks at us he sees us like this and sometimes we we do something wrong because most of us do something wrong every day. But we do something wrong. And so the, the wine falls on the outside, yeah. And he, we try and clean it with salt. Because apparently salt cleans red wine. And then because we can't get it clean, we hide it. When we come to church on a Sunday, it doesn't have to be like that. Once we yeah, these things happen under yeah. Guys, you know what? I, I think we get a false impression of God. We think every time I do something wrong, He's going to punish me. When we are living in a place of justification and adoption, when God looks at us, He sees this. Yes, there are things that have to happen under there, and they generally happen in the church through leadership, but when God looks, He sees this and not the black clothes that are under there. Hey, you know what would have been really cool, Matt, is if you got changed and then came out all colorful, but you can't, don't take your pants off. <laughs> very, verse 7, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. I remember we were in the Kruger Park at one stage, Patty and I, and, uh, the car wasn't doing so well, and we came to a stop on the road. And we had been looking for lines all day, and we hadn't seen one. But then there they rocked up around the car. They started to pull on my, uh, that like plastic bumper thing. And Patty said to me, Babes, will you die for me? I said, I will die as long as you can run faster than me. Of course... My list of dying for others is very short. 
if you want to get on my list, rather get on Jesus' list. Because he's already died for you. Don't try and get on my list. Because I've always been able to run faster than Patty. But God, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing? That God died. That God died. Any hearts under there, Matt? Just a little. Okay, we'll keep going for another half an hour. You know what? Verse 9, it says, Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? You know what? Without Jesus, we live in a place of expecting, maybe you don't expect, but God's wrath. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of God's wrath. Because often we speak about the fact that God is a God of love. Let me tell you, He's a God of wrath as well. He's a God of mercy, but He's a God of judgment. We live in the place where the tension of God's different uh, attributes. Fortunately, it says mercy. What does it do? It over something judgment. <laughs> Triumphs. I thought you were shouting at me about a motorbike. Triumph. All of you are mumbling into your mask. I can't understand Afrikaans, but I can't understand any language. Want to drink of water, Matt? You can't, I can't get it under there anyway. Guys, I don't want you to stop looking here. Because this is what God sees, regardless of what he's doing underneath there. And he's not part of the Ku Klux Klan either. Verse 10, for if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through this life? Reconciled. There's a, for me, there's a picture. Reconciled. God and us. God and us. We've been brought into a relationship with the Lord. Verse 11, not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we have now received reconciliation. We have received reconciliation. And so, okay, Matt, you can get out there. You are sweating. Eh? We're going to have to wash this thing, babe. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good, Matt. 
I didn't know what you were doing under there. Now I do. So this morning, God wants to bring us into a place of justification, salvation, sanctification, adoption, so that we can, I may have got the order wrong, but we need to be in that place. You know what, this morning if you're sitting here and you're thinking, hey, I wonder if I'm living under the sheet. If you ever wonder, if you ever wonder and you're not sure of it, I would say you need to respond to God during that time. A lot of people I've seen as I've led churches over a long period of time, 26 years, that uh, people have responded two or three or four times to the gospel. And that's because they're in the they're in the process of getting saved. For me, we are saved, we are being saved, and one day we will be saved. So we're in that process. We, there's no final end project until we end up with God. So we need to be those that love God and participate in what He has for us. So today we're going to do, uh, we're going to break bread because we haven't done that for a while. And it reminds us of the fact that we are redeemed. Redemption speaks about the fact that when the Israelites were in Egypt, they were told to put blood over the, over the corner posts and the top. And then uh, the angel of death would pass over. And so that comes over into the New Testament where Jesus says, this is my body, eat of me. This is my blood, drink of me. And so we're in that place where God wants that for us this morning. Where God wants us to remember the fact that Jesus died for us. That Jesus shed his blood for us. But this morning as we do this, We've so, I've so often been in churches where everything becomes a nip and a sip. And this is not a nip and a sip. This is a victory statement. Jesus died. But you know what? He's not in the grave anymore. He rose again. And that's where we live today. In the, in the place of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when we break bread, I believe that it's a victory celebration. And so as they hand out those, the, you'll see there's uh, crackers in between the uh, serviettes. Are they serviettes? Whatever they are. Um, just take one per family and you can share it with each other. Once you get them, I'm going to pray. And we're going to trust God. You know what? I've seen people get healed during breaking of bread. I've seen people set free. I've seen people born again. We just need to make, we need to respond to the gospel. The gospel is good news.
So when we are living in that place under that sheet, we find ourselves living in an ongoing uh, process called forgiveness. We forgive one another and we forgive God the Father. We ask for forgiveness. Sorry, we don't forgive Him. So this morning, as you... As we're going to partake, one of the things is if there's anybody that you are offended with, to ask for forgiveness. Maybe there's somebody outside of this meeting this morning, your, your mom or your dad or whoever, and you need to be asking for forgiveness. I want to warn you something. Don't take too big a piece and put it in your mouth because you won't get it down. And it's, it's only a little bit of juice that goes with it. But this morning, Lord, we know that you have given everything. You have given us your total being. You, you, have, you have come and died on the cross for us. But Lord, I'm so thankful that you didn't stay in the grave that you came out of that grave in victory, that we could walk in victory, that we could confess you as Lord and Savior. And so, Lord, this morning, as we partake of this cracker, Lord, we know that your body was broken for us, Lord. And Lord, as we partake of this grape juice, we know that you shed your blood, that we no longer live under the law, but we live under grace, Lord. We live under a covenant of grace. Thank you for that, Lord. While all the heads are bowed, or if they're not bowed, you can bow them. If there's anyone here this morning that has any doubt that they are not living under that sheet of justification, of salvation, of adoption, I wonder if you could just stick your hand up. I want to pray for you this morning. Even if you think, I was once under that sheet and now I'm not, I want to pray for you as well. Because the, the devil is lying to you, and we want to stand with you. Anyone like that? Wonderful. I wonder if some of you could gather around Chriselle. Is there anyone else before we pray? Such a wonderful time when we can come together as, 
as the bride of Christ and to actually uphold one another and lift us before the, in, into the throne room of God. And so, Lord, we pray this morning, Lord. We pr I pray for each and every one of us, Lord. Wherever the devil is trying to come and rob and steal and destroy, I thank you, Lord, that you would remind us that we are under the blood of Christ, that you see the blood of your Son, and you don't see us and what we are doing. And Lord, we repent where there is sin in our life. We ask you to come and sort that sin out in our life, Lord, whatever it is. I pray for that, Lord. I pray for that right now, that as we broke bread this morning, Lord, any sin in our hearts has been sorted out, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Roland. Trust you guys were encouraged and uh, that God highlighted areas in our lives. And so I just want to, if there's anybody else that still wants to be prayed for, you would come um, to the front. We'd love to pray for you. So even if, if, when we break up now, if you need prayer for anything, please, we, we would love to pray with you. All right, so we just want to extend that invitation. Um, there's coffee and tea, and uh, so enjoy the, the rest of the meeting, or the rest of the time, and parents, please remember to sign out your, your children. Thank